Welcome, everyone. You're listening to Save Me and I'll Seat, the show that talks about musicals in an understandable and relatable way. I'm Katie, and I'm joined by my fellow musical enthusiasts, Amber and Kylie. Hi. Hello. And unfortunately, Matt is not here to join us this week. So, sad times. We're going to have to entertain you without him. Yay. Good luck, us. Boo. <laughs> Woo. But on this week's episode, we are going over the Mel Brooks classical comedy, Young Frankenstein. Bam, bam, bam. This one does not get a mama warning, but it is full of dumb humor, so prepare yourselves for that. That it is. Wow. Dumb, dumb humor. So a little bit of background for you. Young Frankenstein is based on the 1974 movie of the same name, both written by Mel Brooks. Brooks decided to recreate this one after the success of his last movie to musical, The Producers. The music and lyrics were written by Brooks, and the book was written by Thomas Meehan. They began work on the project in April 2006, and then there was a script reading in October 2006. There were pre-Broadway tryouts at the Paramount Theater in Seattle, Washington from August 7th to September 1st, 2007. It began previews on October 11th, 2007, and then opened on November 8th at the Lyric Theater, which was previously called the Hilton Theater. It closed on January 4th, 2009 after 485 performances. It starred Roger Bart, Megan Mullally, Christopher Fitzgerald, Sutton Foster, which we love, Mm -hmm. Andrea Martin, Shuler Hensley, and Fred Applegate. This production reportedly had a $16 million budget. Wow. Ooh. Yeah, and the top cost of a ticket was $450. I can't even imagine. Nope. Yeah, no. But this show actually did implement a lottery seat system, which we've talked about a little bit in the past. And the, the prize for this one was a front row ticket for only $25. So that's amazing. And they started selling those like half an hour before the show. Hmm. So neat. Bargain. And then strangely enough, the producers opted not to report their box office returns. I don't know exactly why, hmm. but they just kind of decided to go against the norm and just not release that information, which is interesting, but sure. Interesting. Sneaky. Yeah. <laughs> they either did really, really well or really, really bad. Yeah, who right. knows? <laughs> the original cast album was released on December 26, 2007, and is the version that we are using today. It actually ended up being third on the Billboard Top Cast album chart in the beginning of January 2008. Cool, cool. It's actually pretty funny if you haven't heard it yet. In September 2009, at the Providence Performing Arts Center in Providence, Rhode Island, the first U.S. national tour was produced. So the show did go on temporary hiatus on August 8, 2010, but did reopen on September 12, 2010. And then a second national tour opened on September 30, 2011, at the Hanover Theater for the Performing Arts in Orchester, Massachusetts. It went to the UK, premiering at the Newcastle Theatre Royal from August 26th to September 9th, 2017. It was transferred to London's West End at the Garrick Theatre for previews that ran from September 28th to October 10th. This production saw a rework such as changes to the lyrics, the book, dialogue, scenes, and even some characters. So, quite a big rework. Oh yeah. Brooks even added some songs as well. And it was also reworked to fit into more intimate venues, unlike the larger-scale Broadway one, which is fair. Yeah, it definitely makes sense. The original London cast recording was released on August 10th, 2018, which was recorded live over several performances, which is super cool. The West End production closed on August 25th, 2018, after 11 months. A UK tour was announced for late 2019, but this hasn't actually happened yet. We're not totally sure why. There's no conclusive evidence I mean, it could be COVID-related, but it was supposed to start September, so that was, like, before the whole COVID thing. I don't know. It just mysteriously didn't happen. Yeah, and I don't know if it's going to happen, but their website says that it it is officially over, so I don't really know what's going on with that. Wild. 
What a mystery. Young Frankenstein is in talks to become ABC's next live broadcast musical with Brooke producing, which would be awesome. I'd love to see that. Oh, yeah. It was originally slated for the end of 2020, but there's been no news of it since its announcement in January 2020. So, again, this could be COVID-related. Not totally sure, but hopefully we see it someday because that would be super cool. Yeah, I just couldn't find a lot of information on if it's still a thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I can definitely see it happening because I think it's a pretty recognizable show. Oh, yeah. It's so funny. And I think it's got a pretty varied audience. Yeah. I can't wait to see if that happens. Overall, the show Young Frankenstein did receive mixed to positive reviews. Fortunately, it was often compared to Brooks's previous hit, The Producers. It was nominated for a bunch of awards, but so far has only won one Outer Critics Circle Award in 2008 for Best Musical. Yeah. But with all of that background out of the way, let's go ahead and hop into our Act 1. So we open on Transylvania Heights in 1934, where the villagers are celebrating the funeral procession of the mad scientist Dr. Victor von Frankenstein. Inspector Kemp, who has a wooden right arm and left leg, which is important for humor reasons, tells the town that the doctor also has a grandson, Frederick, who is the Dean of Anatomy at New York's Johns Miriam and Anthony Hopkins School of Medicine. (laughs) Yeah. The village idiot, Ziggy, convinces the other villagers that there's no way a New York doctor would come to Transylvania, and they continue their celebration in the song, The Happiest Town in Town. (laughs) (laughs) It sure is. Yep. We go over to New York, where we meet the grandson, who is ashamed of his lineage and insists that his name is pronounced Frankenstein. Not Frankenstein, obviously. He is a scientist, not a madman, and teaches his students about the greatest mind of science in the song The Brain. After learning of his grandfather's passing and how he has now inherited the castle in Transylvania, he is forced to resolve the issue of the property. Elizabeth Benning, his fiancée, sees him off, and we get the obvious impression that their relationship is anything but physical in the song, Please Don't Touch Me. (laughs) That would do it. Yep. (laughs) Frederick arrives at the castle and is greeted by the hunchback Igor. He is the grandson of Victor's henchman. He tries to convince Frederick to continue his grandfather's work in the song together again. Igor has already hired a lab assistant, the yodeling Inga, who has a degree in laboratory science from a local community college. After a bumpy wagon ride to Castle Frankenstein in the song Roll in the Hay. Yep, it's a great song. <laughs> yes, it is. They meet up with Frau Blucher. Frau Blucher, whose name frightens the horses and also me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Once situated inside the castle, Frederick falls asleep reading Rebecca of Sunnybrook Farm and dreams that his grandfather and ancestors encourage him to build a monster. And the song, Join the Family Business. (laughs) What a wild family business. (laughs) Ingo wakes him up and they are joined by Igor and the, the three follow eerie violin music to find the secret entrance to Victor's laboratory behind a bookcase. (gasps) I've always wanted one of those. Me too. (laughs) Same. They discover the violin is being played by Frau Blucher. She tells them of her history with Light Victor, where she wasn't just his housekeeper. In the song, he was my boyfriend. (gasps) Dun, dun, dun. Frederick finds his grandfather's notes and decides to try out the experiments of reanimating the dead for himself. He asks Igor to go find a rather large corpse, as well as the brain of a scholar. That's important. The villagers are on the lookout for grave robbers as Frederick and Igor go through the town with a corpse and song The Law. Which is hilarious. <laughs> so Igor does find a brain, but he drops it and secretly replaces it with another. Oh, no. 
And then Frederick brings the creature to life in the song Life, Life. You know. <laughs> yeah. And the creature immediately goes on a violent rampage, as one does. As one does, yes. He learns that Igor had replaced the drop brain with someone else's named Abby Normal. The, one of the oldest jokes <laughs> from the show. Uh-huh. <laughs> Inspector Kemp and the townspeople come to the castle to investigate under the guise of welcoming Frederick to the town in the song Welcome to Transylvania. Frederick and company stall the villagers in my favorite song, The Transylvania Mania, while Frau Blucher frees the monster without letting Frederick know. Panic ensues as the monster breaks free and runs through the audience. Woo! Ah! Splash though? Yes. Sweet. And that actually leads us to our intermission. I love it. It's one of the best ends to an act I've ever seen. It's pretty great. <laughs> so I will say about the show, it is, unfortunately, a lot of it is based on the humor, and we're not going to be able to get all of the jokes across to you. So I do recommend listening to the songs and maybe seeing the show, but at least we'll get the, the background of the story with us. But how are you guys feeling about this one? I think I have to listen to the, the music first, but it seems funny. It's interesting. Have you guys seen the movie? Nope. Yes. Oh, Oh my goodness, Kylie. It is so stupid and I love it. And it's one of my favorite movies. Yeah. Yes. So we're definitely going to have to have a movie night for that. And um, yeah. the similarities are, are pretty close close to each other. But yeah, so it's a, it's a really funny show. And I definitely recommend it because Mel Brooks does awesome stuff with humor. I would say this is definitely a good choice for a movie to musical adaptation. Yes. Definitely. Like, there's a lot of stuff that we've questioned, like, why the hell is this a musical? But this one, like, I'm a fan. The bones were already there. Yeah. This, <laughs> this one definitely works. Yes. It, it it really does. But Kylie, do you got some facts for us this week? Do I? I hope so. <laughs> nope. Me too. Otherwise, my segment <laughs> is sad. So, a fact about young Frankenstein... As Frederick readies his monster, he sends Igor to fetch a very special brain which rests in a jar labeled Hans Delbruck, scientist and saint. The actual Hans Delbruck, 1848-1929, was an accomplished military historian whose son Max won a Nobel Prize for his work with viruses. Yeah, so if he had actually got the correct brain, it was, you know, a very different monster. Very smart monster. Or maybe he still would have been a scream lunatic. We don't know. It's very possible. Death mm, can no. do that to a person, I think. Listen, even smart brains go through trauma when being reanimated, okay? Yeah. Did you want a theater fact? Absolutely. Please do. Well, here you go. There are two main categories of stage makeup. Cream-based makeup and cake makeup. Um, no. Delicious. Cream-based makeup contains oil and can come in a cream or stick formats. It's also known as grease paint. In general, it's easier to apply cream-based makeup evenly than cake makeup. It's a heavy makeup that can cause people with sensitive skin to develop acne after wearing it for a few hours, and it's also a lot harder to remove than cake makeup. Oh. Mm -hmm. I would not want to use cream-based makeup then. No. Listen, if you've ever seen close-ups of, like, stage actors, it's scary. Like, the amount of makeup they have to wear to, like, look normal from afar yeah. is wild. I've heard that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And cake makeup comes in a powder form, which you must mix with a little water before applying to your skin. While cake makeup tends to be gentler on the skin, it's also challenging to apply without streaking it. Cake makeup is also easier to remove than the cream-based. Yeah, so they both got their pluses and minuses there. But yeah, very interesting. I thought it was kind of cool. Because I imagine the monster has to wear a lot of makeup. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. Maybe not as much as, like, Elphaba, but... No. A good amount. 
So a bit of uh, promotional stuff for you guys. We are at 3,400 downloads. So again, we always like to thank you each time we make a nice little milestone there. So thank you so much for listening to us and telling your friends about us, which I hope you are doing because we appreciate it. Yeah. If I'm doing it, you can do it. Exactly. Get em. So the best way to keep updated on all of our goings-on and shenanigans is through our website at www.ragtagnetwork.com. And you can also find our other shows there and things like that. And for more of a personal touch, you can check out our Instagram, which is at Save Me an Isle Seat, where we do lots of little fun videos and activities and audience participation stuff. So go check us out. It's pretty fun over there. Heck yeah. So for Act 2, how about we rampage our way in there? Monster mash our way in? Monster mash our way into Act 2. I like that. Perfect. Sold. Woohoo! It's not even Halloween. (laughs) It's always Halloween in our hearts. Always. So the town searches for the monster while Frau Blucher tries to bring him back with her violin, but to no avail. In the song, he's loose. Inga talks to Frederick, who is very anxious, as one should be. And this takes place in the song, Listen to Your Heart. Frau Blucher and Igor find the two of them suspended on a platform in the lab after having what Igor describes as an experiment in female anatomy. Oh. (laughs) But uh, Elizabeth, you know, the fiancé, arrives suddenly in Transylvania with a large entourage. In the song, surprise, big surprise. Mm -hmm. She finds Frederick and Inga in a state of undress, but they tell her there was definitely no funny business going on. Of course not. Definitely not. Meanwhile, the monster finds a blind hermit named Harold by breaking through the wall of his house. In the song, Please Send Me Someone. Yeah. The blind man tries to uh, make friends with the monster, but ends up spilling hot soup on his lap and lighting his thumb on fire. No, no. He has a cigar. It's one of the <laughs> famous gags of the, of the movie. How dare the you? The monster, in pain, goes on another rampage and leaves. I would too. Yeah, I mean, that's... Fair. My thumb's on fire. <laughs> I'm, I'm leaving. The monster ends up back at the castle where Frederick locks himself into a room with him. He tells the monster that he is a handsome man who is loved in the song Man About Town. It's okay. Everyone loves it's you. Okay. You are not a monster. You are loved. I mean, you're still a monster, bro, but we love you anyway. Yeah, exactly. My swamp person does. <laughs> <laughs> Next, we open on the Lowe's Transylvania Theater where the monster is presented as a gentleman dressed in fancy clothes. He walks on command and then dances to Irving Berlin's Putting on the Ritz. While the monster is taking his bow, he is scared when some stage lights explode and he runs off again. Uh, The monster kidnaps Elizabeth and takes her to a cave where he forces himself on her. However, she sees a different side of the monster and discovers that she too has been yearning for something else in her life. In the song Deep Love, the monster is lured back to the castle by the music of a French horn, oddly enough. Oh. <laughs> Not sure a lot of people could say that would lure them somewhere, but all right. Nope. Frederick attempts to do an intelligence transfer, so he wants to give the monster some of his intellect, but the monster doesn't wake up. Oh. Inspector Kemp and the angry villagers, thinking at this point that the monster had killed Elizabeth, break into the castle and bring Frederick to the gallows. Uh-oh. He is hanged after finally accepting his family's true name in the song Frederick's Soliloquy. Bum, bum, bum. The monster returns. Able to speak articulately. So the transfer did work a little bit there. And he also gained some medical knowledge in the transfer. He discovers that Frederick isn't actually dead, only unconscious, and manages to revive him. So the villagers prepare to rehang Frederick. <laughs> oh. <laughs> hey, you gotta do it again. <laughs> He's not dead. 
but they are interrupted by Elizabeth arriving, now sporting the Bride of Frankenstein hairdo, thus proving she was never actually killed in the first place, so there's no reason to hang him. The monster proposes to Elizabeth in the song Deep Love Reprise, and then Frederick and Inga also get engaged, and this all takes place in the song Finale Ultimo. And that ends the show with everyone getting a happy ending. (laughs) What a weird show. Wildly (laughs) enough, this one has a happy ending. Right. (laughs) Congrats. Wild. Yeah, so what do you you guys think? (laughs) I mean... Yay, happy endings. (laughs) That is true. Yeah, this show is just kind of... It's all over the place, but... It's super silly. Yeah. But that's the point. So just watch, like, watch or listen to it and enjoy it, because it's pretty great. Yes, it is pretty great. And I actually did see this one on stage. Oh. It was done by a local theater when I was living in South Carolina, and one of my friends actually played the monster. Ooh. Yeah. So he did really good, and I got to see him and his cousin perform. His cousin actually played the doctor, so that was that was kind of neat getting to see that. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I do recommend seeing it on stage. It is very funny and it translates beautifully onto the stage. And then, yeah, the movie is one of my favorites for sure. No, yeah, this one's this one's fun. We do recommend seeing it in person because mm-hmm. obviously the jokes translate a lot better oh, yeah. seeing it, you know, live. And like I said, like community theaters are putting it on here and there um, now that they're starting to open up again. And hopefully ABC does actually get to do this one because I think that would be great. Yeah, yeah. now I'm trying to like picture who the cast would be because it like for all those live ones it's like popular actors and stuff right so like yeah who would they get mm. <laughs> i'm gonna think about I this for a while know. yeah so send us your fan cast of yes. the show on abc please be do amazing. <laughs> yeah curious. maybe we'll put something together for our instagram and see if you guys line up with our our conclusions of who we think should be who that'd be fun yeah, it's definitely a good show and thumbs up. Yeah. 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 Go, so go listen to it. Yes. I haven't listened to the UK edition, the one that's the reworked version, mm-hmm. but the Broadway version I really liked still. So yeah. either one you would like to listen to. I, I might put both of them on our Spotify, but we definitely followed the same script from the Broadway version. So just know that. But anyway, I believe that will wrap up this one. So thank you guys so much for listening to us. And we really hope that you are liking and subscribing to us wherever you listen to your podcasts. And of course, this helps you get notified when we do post anything or if we post anything extra and things like that. So please like and follow us. And you know, if you really like us, please leave us a five-star review on Apple. It really helps boost us up in the numbers. Yeah, and as always, the best way to help us is by word of mouth. So go ahead and tell your friends, family, and coworkers, and any, you know, angry mobs that you might be a part of. Just kind of spread the word there. Oh, um, for sure. Or not angry mobs. Or, yeah, or, you know, very calm, collected mobs. I don't think that's how that works. Not, groups, that's how that works. <laughs> <laughs> any calm groups that you're in, let them know that we have a podcast and we like talking about silly musicals like this one. We really appreciate any and all help that you can give us for that organic growth. Ooh, organic. Ooh, organic. (laughs) Non-GMO. It's healthy for you. Now gluten-free. Super healthy podcast. It's (laughs) gluten-free. Organic. Very vegan. Very vegan. Oh, I was going to say organic like brains, but brains probably aren't vegan, so. I don't think brains are vegan. I don't eat them. (laughs) What else are you going to do with them? We have (laughs) brains. We don't eat them. So if you do put together a fan cast for a Young Frankenstein movie musical, which I really hope you do. Please. You should send it to us 
there's pretty much lots of ways you can do that. So we're on Twitter at Save an Owl Seat, and you can tweet it to us. We're on Instagram at Save Me an Owl Seat. We'll hopefully try to post ours there soon. You can find us on Facebook at Save Me an Owl Seat. You can find us on YouTube under the Ragtag Network. Or you can email us a little more privately at SaveMeAnOwlSeat at gmail.com. Nice. And as I like to mention in our intermission, but please uh, go ahead and check out our website at www.ragtagnetwork.com. This help you keep, keep updated on the other shows that we're doing and anything that we're producing in the future and things like that. That's where we put our most of our updates and where we hold our other podcasts that are on there as well. And also you can check out our awesome merch, which is at www.ragtechnetwork.com. Just add a little slash merch on the end of there and you can see our neat designs. Yeet. But I believe that will wrap up this episode of Save Me an Isle Seat. We'll catch you next time. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of Save Me an Isle Seat. We do this show for fun, but if you'd like to support us, you can check out our Ko-Fi at www.ko-fi.com slash ragtagnetwork. For more episodes and shows like this, go to our website at www.ragtagnetwork.com. This show is brought to you by the Ragtag Network.